boy Jalen, we back at another episode of the 2412 pod. What's good, y'all? It's your boy Keith Twan, aka Master Man. And as you always know, we always got a lot in store for y'all. We got an update on y'all the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk about the little back and forth between Charles Barkley and Katie that happened not too long ago. Uh, NFL draft preview and more, man. Just stay tuned with us. Y'all don't know what to do, though. Go ahead and give us a follow on all social media platforms. Facebook, IG, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, at the 2412 pod, and like and subscribe for us on all streaming platforms. We appreciate the love, as usual. All right, man, you know, it's the NBA playoffs, so each episode we own now, throughout the course of the playoffs, man, we got to delve into the um, previous things that happened in the last week since we've been on. And this first round has been crazy, you know. We, the first series I got to get on, though, is the most surprising first round series, definitely by far. I think everybody know what I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets getting swept by the Boston Celtics, dog. Like, who could have predicted that? I mean, I couldn't have predicted it, predicted it, but I, I can't say that I'm not surprised. I'm shocked, bro. Like, I, like I, I, I'm not surprised Boston won, but them getting swept, like Katie and Kyrie couldn't win one game. Man, after the first game, actually after the first two games, bro, I was just I don't even know if they can win one. Like, brother, they they was the Boston bullies, bro. Like they were just they were just bullying that nigga. Like it's just nothing he could do. Like he he was he was rattled. He didn't know what to do. But so I, yeah, I'm, I can say I'm not surprised after watching those first two games. I can say I'm not surprised. And plus, how they were playing over the past half of the last half of the season, it's just it, you can say you can't you can't have predicted it, but you can't be surprised. Man, like coming in, I it had was Brooklyn. crazy though, like. It, it it was definitely crazy. Like I, I think I I think I watched game three. I think it was. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was game three. It, it was. It was an, all the games were amazing though. They were all close. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like Brooklyn still had opportunities, but down the stretch on most of those games, the two star players, Katie and Kyrie, never could come through for them. I mean, Brooklyn role players for the most part on offense, they played pretty good. Bruce Brown. Was arguably that best player in the whole series for real. Yeah, for real. he was definitely that best player. The, the I mean, whole series was just crazy. Like Bruce Brown, your best player, you ain't winning not a damn thing. Exactly, and that's the thing. That's what Boston defensive game plan was <laughs> to make sure they get the ball out of KD's and Kyrie's hands, and just let the other guys like Bruce Brown, Seth Curry, them get more shots than KD. So I mean, shout out to Boston though. That defensive game plan was crazy. I've never seen KD get locked down like that in the whole like course of a series like in his whole career. Yeah, nobody's ever seen that. Like that, that shit was crazy. Like he, like he was, like they was all over him. Like, like my my boy Jamari, bro, he was telling me like when niggas play them, they really be ending up on the ground, and I didn't really see that until I was watching this series. Like that nigga was really like everybody was really ending up on the ground. It didn't matter who it was. Somebody was ending up on that damn ground in in TD Garden. For real. Like, everybody in Boston rotation is, is big and physical when you think about it. From starting five to everybody that bringing out their bench, down to guys like Grant Williams, then Tom Lord came back Peyton in the Pritchard. series. Peyton Pritchard. Like, they just got so much depth and, like, physicality on defense. And Brooklyn has really has no size out there, honestly. they Steve Nash was out there playing, like, three-guard rotations. I never liked that lineup anyway with Patty Mills, Dragic. And Kyrie all on the court at the same time. And you got yeah. Patty Mills trying to check Jalen Brown. Like, you asking for disaster right there. 
Yeah, but hey, man, my nigga Dragon, my nigga Gorn was out there. He was out there getting some buckets, dude, man. I was, I was proud. Yeah, the, the Dragon always done his thing, though. He, he's been consistent his whole career. Every stop he been, the Dragon's been clutch. You remember the bubble um, finals in Miami? He was doing his thing out there, too. Man, until Luke. he got hurt, man. Yeah. It, was, it was tough. I wanted my boy to play in the finals. That was tough. Man, but hey, shout out to Boston moving out to the next round. Uh, we're we gonna get more back onto the KD thing though. Um, coming up with another topic, but hey, Boston swept Brooklyn. The only Brooklyn's the only team in the first round not to swept. win a game as well. Yeah, the only team to get, yeah, the only team to get swept in the playoffs. And who would have thought it would have exactly. been the Brooklyn fucking Nets? Two stars on the team as well. Shout out to my second favorite player in the league, Jason fucking Tatum, man. That's how you do it. Yes, sir. JT on the rise, man. But moving off that series, uh, we got to go into this next series in the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia 76ers and Toronto Raptors. This this is very interesting because Philly jumped out to that 3-0 series lead. 3-0 lead. Now it's 3-2 going back to the six, man. It's, it's getting scary because Joel got the torn ligament in his thumb. James Harden ain't shit no more. Uh that hamstring really messed him up, bro. He he fell off. I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't know. It's possible that Doc, Doc can be the first coach ever to blow a 3 0 lead. It's possible. We don't know. We just going to have to sit back and see. If it can be, if any coach was to blow a 3 0 lead, Doc Rivers would probably be my choice because he's blown, I think, three, three one leads before in the past, if I'm not mistaken. 3 0 4 because with Orlando Magic and 03, the. Um, L.A. Clippers, Clippers twice. I think twice. Yeah, the Clippers twice. Yep, when they lost to um the Rockets, nah, they blew a three one lead. And then the bubble against the Nuggets. So if anybody gonna do it, it's gonna be a Doc Rivers led team. <laughs> yeah, cause it it's just man, they don't got like it, it's it's sad cause like James ain't gonna be able to pick up the slack. Tobias Harris and Tyrese. Man, it's just that team is going to, like, what, if Joel ain't going, that team is just deflated. Matisse Thibel is a non-factor. It's, man, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. They really might fuck around and lose to the Raptors, bro. It wouldn't surprise me. Round. This game sits in Toronto. The, the fans about to be going crazy. The Raptors got length all over the court. It, they actually got better on defense when Van Fleet got hurt. Cause they got guys. Everybody on the court is like six, seven or longer out there on the court from them. So OG, it's giving Philly huge problems. Scotty, Gary Trent, like Precious a Precious a You got and you got two. They got too many bodies out there. And Philly is kind of like I don't know their team. They just kind of mentally we we saw that last year. Even though they don't got Ben no more, it's like that team where they face adversity. They don't really know how to overcome it. Now, it seems like Doc doesn't know how to make adjustments. I don't know. But, yeah, we just seen that they don't know how to – yeah, basically overcome adversity and, like, with their second star not being able to do what he's used to doing. Well, he ain't really used to doing shit in the playoffs, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you do, do uh, Doing it what he used to do, you feel me, it just, it's just not going to work. Nah, so if they if they mess around with this game six, man, all the, the pressure's gonna be on them that game seven back in field. Twitter will explode if they blow this. Game seven on their home court. That yeah. This might be the one of the you best nights in NBA history. Oh Twitter. Like, I don't even think like I don't even think Vince McMahon could book that. Like 
that's like never mind. I feel like he could, but it's, I don't even think you could write that, bro. Like you couldn't even write the, that 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 ending to that story like that. Man, we about to see though, because I'm predicting they're gonna lose this game six in Toronto, because Toronto fans about to be on one, and then this game seven is gonna be a toss up at that point. But we gonna see. And so long, so long Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris. Well, mostly James Harden, but them two got to show up. Oh, for sure. Because I think they figured James Harden out defensively. So, yeah, Maxey, like you said, Maxey and Harris, the ex batters they both need to score around 20 points apiece or a little bit more. But it's going to be interesting, man. By the time we come back on the next time, we probably will know who's going to win that series. Uh, yeah, we definitely going to. <laughs> All right, moving on to the, uh, the next series. This series wasn't really much of a surprise, man. Miami, number one seed in the Eastern Conference, beat the Atlanta Hawks in five games, including this last closeout game that Miami just um, beat the Hawks with the end of the series without Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, man. That's, you think it's a bad look on Trey Young's um, career so far? Uh, I mean, yeah, you could say so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah he got one game. Superstar is supposed to get you one game, but... You can say it looked bad. I mean, we kind of expected this going against Miami because he always struggles against teams that can everybody can switch on them. Like all five positions can switch on them. So we kind of knew what we were get, what we were getting ourselves into with this series. But yeah, you can definitely say it looked bad because the whole series he just looked like shit. Yeah, he just looked overmatched. Miami has a lot of big physical guards, and that, that serene's trouble for Trey Young. Man, he doesn't do good with a lot of contact. And I think the thing that messed Trey up too in the in regular season, a lot of people clowning him about. He was like, "Man, we was ready for the regular season to get over. We don't take it serious." But it's like, bro, y'all, y'all not even on that level yet to be saying that stuff. Like y'all, I know y'all made the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but I mean, y'all still, he is everybody else ain't he yeah. is. But he got to be careful though, cause he he can't win by himself. So he got to make sure his team I mean, on that yeah, level like too. Bogey, bogey is kind of gallow. Everybody know coming in the playoffs, the Hawks, though, was a step under the top teams in the East, so they, they had to play to the potential. I mean, because they didn't really do – because they didn't do nothing really to get better. It's because they got all their young pieces, and it's like, so what, like, what are they going to do? Like, so right. it's just – they got to wait. They're, they're just waiting on their people to develop. So. Right. And I think, like somebody mentioned, it'll, it'll do Trey Young real well if they can get another guard who can take some of the pressure off him, who can, like, bring the ball to the court, facilitate. Like a Malcolm and, Brogdon. Yes. So he can play more off the ball. Like, you know how the Warriors be doing with Steph. They be having Draymond bring it out the court. And you can have a defensive – you can. You just need another defensive guard. You you need a Malcolm Brogdon type. Yeah. His name came up a lot in scenarios. I, he just one of them guys I think he can, he can just help a, a whole he lot fit, of teams. He can fit in anywhere. Like, yeah. I feel like he can fit in anywhere. He's definitely going to be a hot name on the, on the trade market this offseason for real. But yeah, Miami's moving on. I they got a high ceiling in the playoffs. If Jimmy and Cal can stay healthy, I think they got a chance to get to the finals. Not saying they will, but them and Ball, Miami and Boston look like the two best teams in the East right now. Of course, Milwaukee in there too. But Miami's definitely a team to be reckoned with with their system, coach, Spo, and all that. The Heat culture, you can't never take them lightly. Oh, uh, not at all. All right, the last series, first round series in the Eastern Conference is basically over. The, the game is going on right now between Milwaukee and Chicago. Chicago's down big. Of course, with, with Levine healthy, they were struggling. Then now he's out, COVID and injuries. So the series is basically over. Milwaukee's on 110 and 95 with two minutes and 35 seconds left. So they're going to win this series 
four games to one. I'm pretty sure you're not surprised about it. Uh, nah, everybody. I mean, even without the injuries, people had the Chicago Bulls being the biggest pretenders, you know, in the regular season. So, not really surprised, man. Injuries suck, man. Caruso went out with the concussion. Lonzo been out with the knee for the longest. Zach was hurt. Then he was out with COVID again. Pat Williams was hurt most of the season. So it's just like, yeah, they, they never had any continuity for real. Especially with that Lonzo injury. Lonzo injury hurt him the most, I think. He's just like, yeah. you know, the point guard that running the, the show. Most. And all that that allows them to play off the ball. Yeah. Zo, man, I hate it. I mean, that's your boy, man. But it's like he can't never I put together that too, one man. consistent he season to stay healthy. He can't. But it's like he get better. Every time he get on the court, he get better, though. And it's just it's just crazy. Like, he can't put that one consistent season together to show niggas. Like, <laughs> he, he that nigga for real. So, hopefully, man, Lonzo come back healthy next year. Bulls resign Levine. Now, DeRozan and the boys stay there. They add a couple more pieces here and there, man. They... They might be able to, you know, make some moves next year and send far into the playoffs, but we'll see. Milwaukee moving on, most likely. Uh, Chris Middleton, I don't know when he's coming back, but even without Chris Middleton, as long as Giannis and Drew there, you still can't take them lightly. That series between them and Boston is going to be like that. Yeah, man, but without Chris Middleton, I feel like it's going to be I feel like it's gonna be hard. I really yeah. do feel like it's going to be hard because – Boston on everything. They they on every they on everything and everybody. So I drew Holiday and Demarcus Smart matchup is what I want to see. But I feel like Drew yeah. Holiday is gonna be on uh, Jason Tatum. Yeah, most likely. Or Jalen Brown. I feel like he should be on Jason Tatum though. Yeah, yeah. Probably they're probably gonna have him on Tatum. And Yan is not gonna guard Tatum or Brown probably. Half the game, they're trying to conserve his injury. injury. Al I mean, Horford, uh, Robert he gonna be seeing Al Horford, Robert Williams, and Daniel Tice all night, and Greg yeah. Williams. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They got so many, so many bodies that they can throw at you. Like I think this is gonna be a series when Milwaukee's gonna miss a guy like PJ Tucker to defend. Yes, because you, who you like? You can't just. It's, that's gonna be tough with Bobby Portis. I don't know how they gonna fit. I don't know how this. This is gonna be a good, good matchup. The big, how the bigs, it's going to be a very big, big centric uh, matchup. Yeah, fast. Only difference is I don't think they're going to be able to Brooke, like. I forgot check. about Brooke too. Oh, yeah, Brooke Lopez. The difference with this series is for some reason, the way Giannis run, I don't think they're going to be able to like completely take him out of the game like they did KD. So I think. Yeah, gonna I would say it's Giannis. Until somebody stop, stop him, I can't. I ain't, I ain't going to believe it. Yeah. But I'm going to take Boston, though. If, if Chris Middleton's not healthy, I'm going to take Boston to win yeah. that series. I feel, I feel like I, I, I'm I do want to take Boston just because I'm 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 hype after the uh, that Boston I mean uh, the, uh, the net series. Yeah, we'll see though. Like I said, hopefully Milton can make it back if the series go long, which it probably will. Hopefully he can make it back at the end of the series, but it still should be a good one regardless. But yeah, we we're gonna see that one start out pretty soon. All right, man, moving to the Western Conference. The first matchup we got here is the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans, man. Phoenix took a three games to um, two lead last 32. night, I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, three to two. Yep. So, Devin Booker, you know, he's been out. Ain't now there's rumors he might be able to come back before the series is over with, which game, is wild. Game six, game seven. Which is wild. Okay, at first they was like he might be out for like two weeks, two to three weeks. And I, this series – it's really became the most exciting series 
nobody would have, would have expected that this one would be the most exciting. But seeing B.I. go out there and show his ass for the first time in the playoffs, them actually, like, Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, like. Jose, it, Jose, Jose, Jose. Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I see everybody, everybody, everybody like Jose Alvarado, man. Bruce said he a, he a, he the light skin version of Pat Bev. Just he ain't good. <laughs> hey, his play style is very similar, man. He just like that pesky defender that's gonna get under your skin, dog. Very in the game they won, man. Them defensive stops that they got at the end. Herb Jones with those blocks, bro. Them blocks were like Zion level incredible blocks. Alvarado with the eight second violation getting the steal. Like them them defensive styles was like some some real playoff caliber moments. Like it those, those were nice. Definitely, man. I like Herb, man. Herb got a little Tayshawn Prince in his game. The way he defend. They both lefties. Shoot a three ball a little bit, both long and athletic. So Herb probably gonna make all defensive team this year as a rookie, which is crazy. And you said Alvarado's defense. Lie. I've been hearing his name a lot, but seeing him actually lock up like that, and I see, I see his real now. He really yeah. be locking shit up. Yeah. Hey, the Pelicans really cute that draft getting Herb Jones, Alvarado, and Trey Murphy all in the same draft. That is crazy in one draft. That that's tough. That's they cute. And then Bi, like you said, he just continued to blossom to one of the better players in the league. Man, consistently, basically giving you thirty pieces every night in the playoffs. That mid range yeah. game is on lock. It's not surprising, though. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Everybody, like, people been saying, of course, um, of course, the Lakers should have kept B.I. over Anthony Davis. But I'm happy for B.I. in his instance that the Lakers did trade him because I feel like for him to progress as a player like he did now, he needed to get away from LeBron. So I think him going to New Orleans really helped him elevate his game more. Yeah, he wouldn't have been able to blossom as a player because he, he needed his own team. Yeah. Being a, a more low key city, you know, like New Orleans could be as a laid back small town dude. LA is a lot, so he ain't really wasn't really feeling LA like that. So I, New Orleans was a, a great situation for him. Just it's just perfect small market, you know, damn Smoothie King Arena. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's crazy, crazy name. But next year, I can see the Pelicans taking a Memphis Grizzlies type jump, like how they did in the regular season this year and becoming like a top three, four team in the West, especially if Zion can come back and give them anything. Whose spot are they taking? Shoot, somebody, huh? I don't know. That's the thing, though, because I don't know. I don't know. But I could, if Zion come back healthy, I think they're going to find a way to be in the top five in the West next year. Hey, if he come back healthy, that's, that's scary hours for sure. I don't know you who spot him. they might take. You got him, Brandon, CJ, and JV. Yeah. With and then you the got the defenders. Guys. That's what I'm saying. You got the young defenders that's still going to be there. Beat, like, all your young, all your pieces that you need is young. JV still in the peak, about to be really in the prime of his career. So, I mean, you really sit for yeah. the future. For sure, for sure. So even New Orleans can't find a way to pull this first round series out. This year has been very successful for them. Just finding a way to get to the playoffs in general. I think they will win game six and back at home. And game seven is going to be a toss-up. I don't know, man. D-Book come back. That's probably going to make a big difference. But we'll see, man. This series is just super exciting to watch regardless of who wins it. Yeah, I feel like I ain't gonna lie. I feel like the Suns might close it out next game, though. They could. Even without D-Book. 
I don't know how Mikael Bridges pulled put that performance out of his ass last night. I don't know how he did that. He said he said he saved in because it won't for him. The Pels would be a three two right now. For sure. And that, that's what Phoenix needed, man, when D Book got hurt. Outside of Chris Paul, they needed one of the yeah, role they players got to step shot up. Creators. Right. Besides with real like a real actual shot well, Chris Paul created on shot, but like a real actual shot creator, like Devin Booger after that, they really ain't got one. So it's just like if Chris Paul ain't creating the shot for somebody or play well, playmaking, I mean, what 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 else is going on? Exactly. So they're gonna need another performance like that from Bridges or another one of them role players like Cam Johnson, Campaign, Jay Crowder, somebody like that if they want to win game six. But we're gonna see, man. We're gonna see. All right, then we got Dallas and Utah, man. Luca went absolutely crazy the other night. Yeah. The, man, Utah ass. Man. They got to blow it up. I'm sorry, they got to blow it up. Utah ass is fuck. They didn't name the Utah ass. Like, they just <laughs> ass is fuck. Like, they love, bro. Jay, shout out my nigga Jalen Brunson again, bro. Like, 41, he about to get paid. 30. Like, and hope he hopefully he stay with the boys, even though he probably gonna go get some money somewhere else for real. I don't know where, but you lose to a, a Lucas Mavs team not once, but twice. Then you bar- I say you barely squeeze out a win when Luca come back and drop 33 and 13 with a last second lob. Because Dwight Powell missed no free throws. That's the reason. And then why. you come out the next game and just get your ass whooped. And it's just like, bro, what's like, what's up? Like, what is up in Utah? Like, D Wade over there pissed. I know D Wade out there pissed. Like, Donovan Mitchell hurt his hamstring, but he gonna he gonna be available for Game Six. I think Dallas gonna close him out anyway, regardless. I, I'm glad, Luke, man. Luca's moving. Luca finally about man. Luca finally about to move to the next round, bro. It feels good. <laughs> it, it feels good. I right, say, so, and he'll be playing the Suns, right? Suns or Pelicans, yep. Okay. Regardless, with the, with this team that Luca got now, they dangerous. Like they they dangerous for somebody. Like it's, it's it's gonna be a good series, man. It's gonna be a good series. For real, that yeah, Phoenix. Whoever win that Phoenix Pelican series, yeah, Dallas definitely won. Be a handful for him. Like you said, Luca just going crazy. Jalen Brunson, the shooters playing good. Reggie out there knocking down that's, threes. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be scary for the it's for whoever it is is going who out there is gonna be scary. So. The West looking real interesting. Very much so. Very much. All right, moving on. Uh, this game it's about to start in a few minutes. Golden State and Denver. Golden State is looking to close and Nuggets out. Man, they are three games to one. I think they will. I tonight, need though. them to close it out tonight. I need them to adjust when having Aaron Gordon guard Jordan Poole. That's a really fuck the game up because he ain't know what the fuck to do. Steph was going crazy. Clay was going crazy. You just needed him. But I really need him to close this out tonight, man. I need him to go ahead and get on to this second round, bro. Because. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the Nuggets can come back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in them to come all the way back. Nah, nah. Go to State's not Philly, and Steve Kerr is a way better coach than Doc. I'm not worried. Yes, Steve. I uh, said so they need to. They need to pull it out, bro. Draymond fouled out, so it's just like I feel like. I feel like they're gonna pull it out tonight, man. At, at yeah, the crib, they gonna get them. I feel like they about to close it out. 
in game yeah. in game five. Yeah, it's game five. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna get him for real, for real. It's gonna be interesting to see when Steve Kerr uh started step back into the starting lineup. He'll probably do it at the beginning of the next series, if I had to guess. Hey man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's facts. That's facts. But we already we already know that as you can say the GOAT point guard, he's he gonna be put back in the starting lineup at some point if they keep advancing. Most hey, likely. Some, at some point you're gonna have to put him back in there. It's all about matchups, man. It's all about yeah. matchups. Speaking of matchups, the Warriors, assuming they win, they're going to have to play the winner of this Memphis Grizzlies-Minnesota Timberwolves series, arguably the best first-round series out there. And it, and it's basically playing out how we said it would. Yep, might go seven. <laughs> <laughs> it was, we knew it was going to go seven, and then it was just a toss-up from there. It was yeah. just about who, I don't know, who was just who just wanted it more. Minnesota, I don't know, the coach, I don't, the player, I don't know who to blame, like. For the multiple leads blown, everybody got to take the blame because that's terrible. They just be making dumb decisions, bro. I don't understand. I I swear, I don't know what it is. You're up in every game, and somehow you end up losing by almost double digits every time. The series really should be over with right now. The only it game should, the, the Grizzlies out playing on game two. That's the only game. It should have been. It should be like a four one. They should have about yeah. four one them, which is yes. crazy. The Timberwolves, that, like, how you blow two twenty plus point leads in one game? Two. Didn't call not one timeout. <laughs> twenty one nothing run. Don't call a timeout. How? Some shit we ain't never seen before. And then this game um, last night, Memphis played horrible. Everybody on the team played horrible for the first three and a half quarters. And then out of nowhere, you know, Jaw got going. He did his thing in the fourth quarter. But Minnesota, I don't know what in the world they was doing. They had that game wrapped up. The crowd was dead. Nobody on the Grizzlies had any energy. Jaron Jackson fouled out yet again. And here they go. Everybody's trying to play hero ball. Cat taking one-legged three-pointers. D-Lo. Going down the court, shooting a wild shot. Like, I man, I don't understand the Timberwolves. They got so much talent, but they just, their IQ is real low. <laughs> young, young and dumb, man. Young yeah. and dumb. That's all you can say. And Edwards, that shot was crazy, but then him going for that steal on Ja, ja let yeah, him shoot the three. Stupid. If yeah, Ja want to shoot stupid. the three, let him just shoot it. Just face up. Just face up. Ja is one of the best finishers in the whole NBA, bro. Do not let him go downhill. Just have a straight. Straight lane to the cup. Left Crazy. hand lay. Hey, but shout out to Ja for that dunk, though. <laughs> bro, bro killed yeah, that man. He, <laughs> he, 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 he killed that nigga, man. He put that nigga on the shirt for real. R.I.P. Malik Beasley, man. For real. Like, Malik got a whole family at home, bro. You ain't to do it like that, Ja. Like my nigga Chris Moose say, that's a murder. <laughs> <laughs> The whole body bag out there, man. But hey, shout out Ja. He he redeemed himself in that fourth quarter last night. Yeah, so he finally showed up and had a su- his superstar performance this playoffs. Yes, sir. Came like, at the right, came at the right time. Very much so. That season was on the line. I I think Minnesota's gonna win this game six at home, and we're gonna have a toss up game seven like we predicted. <laughs> we'll see. You ne- look, you'll never know. Right. <laughs> Hey, Minnesota needs somebody to come run on the court and protest. You know, there's every game they somebody did it, they won in this series. <laughs> so I they think get another. So, 
I'm not sure. But I, I think so. Yeah, because on that last one they had at home, a woman ran out to the court. They won. Then when they was in um, Memphis, I think that game too, when that lady like take their sister to basketball, whatever, they won that one. Not game two, but um, I forgot which game it was, but they won that one too, whatever game it was. I think that might have the first one. Yeah, game one. So that's their luck, John. I guess when somebody protests on the court. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with these protesters, bro. This, this shit getting out of hand. I don't know what's going on. They wild, bro. Evidently, it's these Peter people, bro, because um, the Wolves owner, Glenn Taylor, evidently he was been killing chickens or something. I don't know, something crazy. And they don't like it. So there's men protesting and running on the court, which is wild. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's that, that's that's crazy though. I mean, I guess I get it, but like that's I don't know what that's that's not gonna help anything at all. But bro, the fact that they've been able to pull this off though, like just sitting Three messing times. behind the court and running onto the court and then stuff, like bro, how? Like you paying money to do dumb shit, right? Like or like you, I don't know, you sneaking in or paying to do dumb shit. Like, is it really worth the end of the day? <laughs> Jail time and getting banned from an, an arena for no reason. To each his own, man. Couldn't be me, though. <laughs> yeah, when that, when that shit happen to me, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, man, that's uh, the first round recap so far. Um, next one we'll be back on, man. Most of the second round series probably be about to jump off a start, so we'll definitely keep you updated and posted. Are we still going to talk about the NBA topics, though? Um, Earlier, we mentioned about Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. I know everybody's heard Charles Barkley's comments on Kevin Durant, basically saying KD is not a a bus driver of a championship team. He rides the bus, even though he got those two rings. So what's your opinions on that, man? You agree with Charles Barkley that KD's not a leader of a championship team? Nah, he's he's not the leader. I mean... In a way, you could say he's a a bus rider, and then in another way, you could say he's a bus driver. Because I mean, without him, they're not winning. They're not winning the championship without him. They're not winning those two championships without him. So in that way, you could say he's a bus bus driver. But in a way, if you just want to say he's a leader, you could say he's a bus rider because we all know Draymond is the leader of that team, and Steph is the most important player on the team. Well, both of them are, but you get what I'm saying. I, I get you. I get you. Because Golden State was beating, always still They were team. not beating LeBron without KD. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe they was. Nah. I think they would have been on one time. They probably would have lost that uh, another time. They they definitely wouldn't beat them both times, though. No doubt about it. But it, all, it would all depend on health and all that stuff, too. But the way it was going, KD, of course, he took them over the top. I mean, he basically made them unbeatable. He was a luxury. Yeah. It would have been a competitive series without him. They basically got him for security, basically. He was, yeah. he, was he was basically their security. Yeah. So it's like I see what Charles is saying because Katie has yet to prove that he can be the undisputed leader of a championship team because, you know, he was with Steph and Draymond. It was, it was their team, essentially. And most of the time I heard – I was listening to Nick Wright this morning. Most of the time I don't agree with his takes with LeBron and all that stuff. But he made a good point. He was like – People basically would have viewed LeBron like Katie if LeBron never would have won those championships in Cleveland and L.A. So basically, if he would only had those two rings with Miami and never won another ring so far, because when he went to Miami, Miami was D-Wade's team, and he was on joined the team full of superstars. So 
Imagine if you want to win that ring as a leader in Cleveland or the leader in LA with um, the bubble championship. So Man, I kind of, I kind of get it. His go argument would be even more diminished, but Skip would be yeah. on his ass every day. He couldn't even be in discussion if he wanted to win the ring. I'm saying, Cleveland. like, I don't even know who would be in that conversation <laughs> if he went to one of those. Nobody. <laughs> when he made close. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's all about perspective, man. But I can see what Charles is saying. But at the same time, he was the – you can say he was the best player on the on the team. Yeah. He was the best player. It's a difference between being a leader on the team and the best player. So, KD, talent-wise, was the best player on the team, without a doubt. But, hey, them boys crazy, though. Like, Charles, Ernie, Shaq, them boys are wild. Last night – they actually got a bus, a literal bus for Charles Barkley. And everybody, Shaq, Kenny, Ernie, all got on the bus, and, and Charles drove the bus out. And they had a KD cutout sitting in the, in the passenger seat of the bus. I was man, them, nigg- them niggas are ridiculous, <laughs> man. Like, they are literally the best thing on TV. Like, I just need for them to just have, go, like, Netflix and TNT need to strike a deal just to have all the episodes inside the NBA on Netflix or something. Like, we need, we need something. Yeah, that that that'll be comedy gold for real. I think they got a lot of them on YouTube though, like the the previous episodes. Yeah, I was they, to say, yeah, I was to say inside the NBA got the YouTube page, but man, they they are literally the best thing on TV. Just unfiltered, just talking talking trash, bro. For real, man. That's why I wish they had the rights to the NBA Finals, dog. Free ESPN. We need the finals on TNT. For sure, having them call every finals game. Would be that would just that would probably be the best finals of all time just just because it ain't for sure for sure man them boys are wild man that's why the key winning all the Emmys and awards man they it's a goat crew it's gonna be a sad day whenever they finally had to retire man that's what I'm saying I'm I'm making it a thing to watch it now because I know Charles about to get Ch- uh, yeah Chuck about to get out of here about like one or two years so got 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 to watch got to watch them in their comedy gold and all these moments man cuz they 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 hilarious yeah i think they grooming Draymond to basically probably take Charles spot whenever he retires yeah yeah you know i'm a, i'm gonna take his spot you feel me cuz you know i just i just fit the rule you feel me yeah nobody can replace him i feel like out of all the added nba players Draymond could probably be the closest as far as being unfiltered and being funny on the show hey, you know i'm gonna talk my shit regardless you feel me <laughs> I do I do it on my own podcast, you know, the Great Mon- Draymond Green show on Colin Cowherd Network called The Volume. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> all right, man. So that's all our NBA talk for this episode. Uh, we got to move on to NFL now, though, because the NFL draft is tomorrow night. It's been a long time so, coming. Long, especially for me as a Panthers fan. You know, we, we live in the top 10 of the NFL draft every year, so. I look and, forward to this. And me, I, the draft. I mean, Patriots don't know how to draft for draft for shit anyway. So I don't, I I don't find out if somebody's good until you know shit get real. And with the books, I'm just I'm just seeing what accessories they can give my boy Tom to try to go win another chip this year. Hey, the Bucks probably gonna find a way to draft. You know, uh, under radar still like they did with Tristan Wurz, man. They probably gonna find somebody. Yes. We need another T worse. We need another T worse. And we need another receiver. I feel like they need to get another receiver. And some and some corners. 
corner safeties. Eddie, ain't gonna lie. Just, just get everything because you can never have enough knowing, knowing them. The draft is deep with receivers and safeties for sure. And O-Lyman. Hopefully, hopefully the Pat Riots get a receiver. I don't know. I don't know what we got going on, bro. I'm starting out to trust Bill as much as I used to. Um, I don't know. Bill is horrible at identifying skill position players in the draft. He's horrible. I don't trust him at all. He misses like, almost every time. Every year. He, uh, he, 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 some, he, you know, he always got new gyms, you feel me? Like, most of the time they be running backs. I ain't gonna lie to you. We got we got two stud running backs. That's really it. It really just be running backs and defensive players. Other than that, O Lyman, and that's it. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. O Lyman from Alabama. Everybody from O Lyman yep. and running backs from Alabama. That's it. Hey, all you gotta do is draft a, a big O Lyman from the SEC, and you good. <laughs> For real. And running back is the easiest position on the NFL field to find talent at. Like they so easy to find undrafted. It don't matter. You can get a running back. Somebody gonna be a talent. So many good running backs in the league right now got drafted like in the third and fourth round, you know, undrafted. It's it's crazy. They just produce out of nowhere. But uh, I'm going to give my top 10 mock draft, man, the NFL draft. Just my predictions. Don't know if this is going to happen because this year this draft is crazy. There's not really like an undisputed number one or a lot of star guys out there. There's no great quarterback prospect. It's like there usually is every year in the NFL draft. So kind of a toss-up, but I'll give you all my top 10 mock draft. Number one pick, Jacksonville got the number one pick. I got them taking Aiden Hutchinson, uh, DN out of Michigan. I think he's probably the best defensive player in the draft and the safest pick. So if I was Jacksonville, I would definitely take them. They need to upgrade that defense and take the best player available, which I think Aiden Hutchinson is the best player available in this draft. Number two, the Detroit Lions got them taking Trayvon Walker, another uh, DN from University of Georgia. Can't go wrong with the SEC. Uh, D lineman, man, especially from Georgia, man, that defense is crazy good every year. This guy's kind of risen a lot in the last couple months on the draft boards, and Detroit has one of the worst defenses in, in the league, so they need all the defensive help that they can get. Number three, the Houston Texans has got them taking my boy Sauce Gardner, man, from Cincinnati. Saw him a lot this year. They're playing the same conference as ECU. Best lockdown corner in the draft, him and um, Derek Stingley. But Sauce Gardner will be a stud cornerback in the league, no doubt about it. Houston definitely needs some secondary help. Number four, the New York Jets. I got them taking Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end for Oregon. Jets also, like all the other teams at the top of the draft, need defensive help bad. Kayvon at first was projected to go number one and number two. He kind of fallen a little bit. But I think the Jets would be smart to get him a number four. Number five, got the Giants taking Evan Neal, offensive lineman from Alabama. Giants got one of the worst lines, if not the worst lines in the league. They only got um, Andrew Thomas in the good left tackle, but outside of that, they need help at all four positions on the O-line. Evan Neal out of Bama. Can't go wrong with the SEC lineman. I think he's going to be the best lineman out of this draft. Number six, my Carolina Panthers. We probably going to take a quarterback, but this is what I want them to do. Take um, Akeem Ikanu, offensive tackle from North Carolina State, man, a.k.a. Icky. Dude is a beast at NC State. State, I give him credit, man. They do produce good linemen. And Carolina is definitely need of a left tackle right now. We, we've improved the line a little bit this offseason, but we can get that good left tackle win and get um, Icky in. And then my dream is to trade for Baker Mayfield. Probably won't do that, like I said, but that's my dream offseason. Number seven, the Giants, New York Giants, with another top 10 pick. Derek Stingley, quarterback out of LSU. Uh, need some more defense. They're probably going to get rid of James Bradbury this offseason. So Stingley will be a good, solid quarterback option. He's probably going to be a stud in the league as long as he can stay healthy. Number eight, got Atlanta Falcons taking 
the best QB prospect out there, Malik Willis, man, from Liberty. He's a little raw talent out there, but he's, he jumped up the board similar to how Trey Lance did this past year. Uh, great athleticism, um, good height, strong arm. Uh, the only question is his accuracy, but he got good legs, man. He can be taught if he can sit a year, which they will, because they got Marcus Mariota. So Atlanta definitely needed a new franchise quarterback after trading Matt Ryan. Number nine got Seattle taking Charles Cross, offensive tackle from Mississippi State. Once again, another SEC lineman, man. Seattle need help all over the field now. Offensive line been horrible for the last couple of years, so they take Charles Cross at nine. Right under the top ten in New York Jets, taking wide receiver Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Zach Wilson needs some more weapons to throw to, man. They tried to get Tyreek Hill, didn't get him. Rumors they might get DK Metcalf or Debo Sanyu. So if they don't get either one of those guys, Garrett Wilson probably will be the best wide receiver out of this draft, man. So I got the Jets taking him at number 10. But yeah, man, this draft going to be unpredictable, like I said, though. I, I hope the Panthers take my dude from State. I don't like State, but that's who I want, either him or Evan New. Uh, see, I'm looking at the uh, the this this article just came on NFL.com. It came out today. They got uh, Trayvon Walker going number one to Jacksonville. Aiden Hutchinson number two to the Lions. Iki Ikanwu to number three to Houston. Sauce Gardner going number four to the Jets. Evan Neal going number five to the Giants. Charles Cross going number six to the Panthers. Garrett Wilson going number seven to the to the Giants. Jamison Williams going number eight to the Falcons. The Jets picking up Drake London at number nine, and the Seahawks picking up Kayvon Thibodeau at number ten. And this was Daniel Jeremiah twenty two NFL mock draft, and it came out at on the twenty eight twelve oh three. Okay, those players made sense. We basically had the same top ten on most step players going to different teams. I mean, I won't be mad with Charles Cross. I want Icky, but if Icky and uh, Evan Neal both gone, I take Cross. I think he's the third best offensive tackle in this draft. As long as we get a good left tackle, man, I'm good, and we upgrade the quarterback position over Donald. But um, Walker, I think he got high upside. But if I were Jacksonville, I'd take Hutchinson. I think he's a safer pick. Jacksonville definitely need to start winning next year. Trevor Lawrence on his team. But we'll see, man. It's unpredictable right now. These mock drafts be all over the place every year. Uh, so you never know who's going to get picked. Well, it's almost always an undisputed number one. But other than that, you never yeah. know. And that's the thing. This year, it's no undisputed number one. Like, nobody knows who's going to go top three, honestly. It, yeah, I it say be. this draft, because I barely know any names from this draft. So Yeah. There's no Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck out here that's, like, undisputed number one. No Baker Mayfield. No Kyler Murray. Nope. No Cam Newton, nothing. So, and then we got a lot of defensive guys that's gonna go in the top ten too. Which I'm not mad at that because I love defense anyway. Yeah, but like I said, it's very deep wide receiver. There's a lot of star wide receivers. So if you a team that need receiver help and you don't find a, a good wide receiver in this draft, man, your scouting department is horrible. New England Pat Wright. Basically. <laughs> Jesus. But I think I think there's gonna be some teams that trade up in the draft too. I can see the Steelers trying to trade up and getting Malik Willis. Or Kenny Pickett, because they need a quarterback of the future, so I can see them trying to trade up. Uh, see, they they definitely need to trade up and get a get a QB. I want to see y'all get a QB so bad, yo, because y'all saying. need a line, but I want y'all to get a QB, man, because I don't want y'all to be stuck. 
stuck with a trash QB again, man. I know, bro. That's the thing. Like, my thing is, I would take the lineman if I knew the Panthers were going to trade for somebody like Baker. But if they not going to trade for another quarterback and roll with Sam, just take Malik Willis because I can't take I can't take Sam another year, bro. Anybody but him. <laughs> anybody, anybody, anybody but Sam. Like, yeah, yeah, literally, bro. Like, if Sam, I starting quarterback next year, like, I'm immediately checked out from like being hype about the Panthers. Man, it's just like a wash season for real. He I don't care like, how good he, we he just automatic. You just automatically not gonna care at all, just. bro. We not gonna have no hope, man. I don't care how good the team is around here, bro. Sam is starting at quarterback, dog. Like, we just not gonna have no hope. <laughs> I feel it. Robbie Anderson gonna be phased out from the beginning of the season this time. They ain't, they not even gonna wait. <laughs> right. Then we're gonna keep running McCaffrey to the ground. He's gonna be hurt by week four. <laughs> Surprise, y'all ain't even trading him yet. I know, man. I think we didn't trade him because the cap hit would have been too high. Like, we traded him the way his extension worked. So, it wouldn't have been worth it for real. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I get it. But yeah, we're going we gonna to see, man. I'm ready for tomorrow night because the Panthers nation is going to be on edge. Because half the Panthers fan base is divided. Half the fan base want a, a O-line and the other half want a quarterback. So, for like whatever we do, there going to be some mad Panthers fans out there. As long as we make a smart decision, though, where do we go? O-line or QB? Charles Cross, Evan Neal, Iki, Malik Willis. If we get one of those four guys, I ain't gonna complain. Yeah, see, nigga, you talking about y'all gonna be on edge, nigga. I'm gonna be on edge. We need receivers, we need linebackers, we need corners. That's what we need. Y'all should, y'all got all y'all picks, right? Y'all got y'all day two picks, like second round, third round, and all that. Yeah, I believe so. Let me let me go. Let me go look at it real quick. Let me go. Let if y'all got all, all y'all picks, y'all should be good. I mean, first if I were y'all, first round I would take a receiver, and second round then you start filling out the roster, or whatever. Yeah, I say first round we got the twenty first pick, second round we got the fifty fourth, third we got the eighty fifth, fourth we got the one twenty seven, fifth one fifty eight, six one eighty three, another six rounder two hundred, another six rounder two ten, and the seven rounder two forty five. Oh yeah, y'all good. If I were y'all, honestly, we definitely gonna pick up some some decent because bro, because we already got. I I love the Mac Wilson pickup from the linebacking court. We got younger. Yeah, I love that pickup. But we go, we gonna find we gonna get some linebackers and probably some running more running backs and stuff in the sixth round like we usually do. Because I, I didn't know who Ramondre Stevenson was last year. I forgot what round we drafted him in, but I I love him now. So we'll, we'll see. Fast. We'll see. We'll see, man. So tomorrow night, NFL draft on ESPN. We will be ready. Keep y'all updated. I'm gonna post on the mock draft too on TikTok and IG probably tonight or tomorrow for y'all to see. Yeah, man. So we we need the MLB update, man. Tell us what's going on on the on the diamond. Oh yeah, man. Baseball season in full swing now. We're a couple weeks in. I'm just gonna give y'all the update on, on the standings. Real quick, American League, you got the AL East, Toronto Blue Jays, man, got on to a hot start. They record a 12 and 6. New York Yankees right behind them at 11 and 6. Everybody predicted Toronto to win the AL East this year, though, and they stacked offensively and defensively. Uh, George Springer, picked up Matt Chapman, got Bo Bichette, man, Vlad Guerrero Jr., MVP candidate. Barry Yost picked up Kevin Gosman, ace from the Giants, so yeah, the Blue Jays looking real good. Yankees doing their thing. They're going to be in the midst all year, and then you can't count out the Tampa Bay Rays at 10-8. All right, AL Central. 
probably the worst division in baseball, to be honest. Every team is under 500 in this division except for one, which is the leader of Minnesota Twins, which they are barely over 598. Uh, that big offseason signing, Carlos Correa, been very disappointing so far this year, man. He got to pick it up for sure. Byron Buxton, man, one of the best outfitters in baseball. As long as he can stay healthy, he's a legit MVP candidate. But I'm looking for a team like the White Sox or the newly named Cleveland Guardians to make a run at the division. AL West got the Los Angeles Angels and Seattle Mariners top for first at 11 and 7 apiece. Seattle with a lot of young talent on that squad this year. Angels, of course, Shohei Otani, man, the most dynamic player in baseball doing this thing. NL, National League East, um, my Braves division, man, all to a slow start. Per usual, that's what we do start out the year. Uh, the New York Mets out to a blazing start at 14 and 6. That's what they do too. They all start to a great start and then they fade down the stretch. So we'll see if this year going to be any different or not. Braves 8 and 10, five games back already, but got to get it together soon, man. The bottom of the lineup has been horrible. A couple guys have been hitting Olsen, uh, Ozzy Albies, Ozuna, Austin Riley, but everybody else got to pick it up. Acuna Jr. should be back next week, so that should help out a lot. Uh, moving on to the NL Central, Milwaukee Brewers, leading that division at 11 and 7. St. Louis Cardinals right behind them at 10 and 7. And uh, NL West, loaded division once again. You got four out of the five teams above 500. San Francisco Giants and LA Dodgers, two rival teams that hate each other, battling out once again. The Giants 13 to 5, Dodgers 12 and 6. And then you got the Padres 11 and 7, and the Rockies 10 and 7. Got up to a surprise start there. So, both like most likely San Francisco and LA both on go down to the wires, two of the best teams in baseball again this year. Uh, beginning on next episode, I'm going to start doing like uh, the power rankings every month for our Major League Baseball, the top 10 teams after each month. So, the next episode, I will have that for y'all, man. But yeah, that's your MLB update for you this week. Hey, bro, you want to know what's crazy? So, earlier we were talking about Steph still coming off the bench. We forgot that they were talking about starting the death lineup, and I think that's what they did. Uh, this, oh, shoot. Yeah, because I, I looked and they had me. I think they had me in the starting lineup, I think. Um, yeah, because he had, had all him, Poole, and Clay in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. They did start the death lineup. I ain't mad at Kurt, man, because you need to go ahead and end the series. Don't keep playing around like Philly doing. Just go ahead and finish them off. Hopefully, man. I definitely need them to close it out tonight. Yeah, then if that other series goes seven, they can get a couple extra days of rest, which which they can use it. So I think they're going to close them out for real. That death lineup is something serious. Not as good as the old death lineup, but it's great too. Hey, man, so you, we we all should know what the next segment is, Jay. So turn, turn us up, man, with the eyes on NC, man. Oh, yes, sir. Eyes on NC, man, this week. Uh, we were just talking about the New Orleans Pelicans, nice young up-and-coming team. In the playoffs right now, we're in the Battle of the Phoenix Suns. So, speaking of the Pelicans, they have four players on the squad, all from the state of North Carolina, man. So, we got to shout out those four players. Starting out with uh, our local guy, Brandon Ingram from K-Town, Kenston High. Everybody know about B.I., man. Four-time state champ at Kenston High School. Four consecutive, man. Crazy. Still never has been done ever in North Carolina history outside of him. Uh, he was on 2016, number two overall pick by the Los Angeles Lakers, man. The NBA draft. 2020 All-Star, 2020 Most Improved Player, man. While he was at Duke, he was also the HEC Rookie of the Year, making great strides this year, as we mentioned earlier, man. Just a walking bucket out there. Then we got Devontae Graham from Raleigh, went to Broughton High School. Uh, he was the Big 12 Player of the Year, his senior year at Kansas, and he was drafted in the second round by the Charlotte Hornets in 2018 draft. Uh, last year, he had a big breakout year for Charlotte, 
was in the running for most improved player. Then he signed a nice contract with the Pelicans this all season. And he just been doing his thing off the bench as like a six man uh, scoring role for the Pelicans this year. We got Trey Murphy, uh, Durham, North Carolina, went to Cary Academy. He began his college career at Rice. Then he transferred to UVA. His uh, junior year at UVA, he posted a 50 40 90 season, man, which that means he shot 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line, which is crazy. Rare stuff to be done there, man. He was selected 17 overall in the 2021 NBA draft. And he's doing this thing with the Pelicans, one of the best rookie shooters out there this year from New Orleans, man. Bringing that spark with him off the bench. Now, last guy, we got Gary Clark from Clayton, North Carolina. Clayton High School, where he was all-time leading scorer there. Uh, he went to the University of Cincinnati. He was named the AAC Player of the Year and AAC Defensive Player of the Year. He went undrafted. And he signed with the, two, the Houston Rockets in 2018. He's been in the league ever since then. Now he's a member of the New Orleans Pelicans, though. So four guys from North Carolina, all on the Pelicans, man. Nice young, up-and-coming team, man. So once again, the Hoop State showing out big time. Forever and always. Yes, sir. Always. Shout out B.I., Devontae, Trey, and Gary Clark, man. Y'all keep doing y'all things out there. All right, bro. Dog of the week, bro. Who who are dog of the week this week, man? My dog of the week, you feel me, is my, my second favorite player in the league right now, Jason fucking Tatum. That's who my dog of the week is. JT. Bet JT yeah, definitely did his thing, bro. But off of last night, I'm going to give it to Ja just because of how he came on in that fourth quarter, that clutch performance. I think he scored like 16 points in the final six minutes. And just because that mean poster he had, uh, so Ja was doing his thing out there. He redeemed himself without him. I mean, the Grizzlies would have lost last night for sure and would have been on the brink of elimination. So, yeah, Ja Morant is my dog of the week. I like that. I like that. Hey, Jason Tatum and Jaw Dolls of the Week. All right, bet, man. You said there's no MVP this week. Nah, don't don't have one. Just just go listen to some old future to get ready for the album on Friday. Just that's all I can tell you. Yeah. So, that future about ne- to be crazy. Ne- next time we yeah, it's definitely about to be crazy. Next time we come back, it's gonna be an MVP for sure. <laughs> it's it's gonna be an MVP for sure. Cool, cool. But, hey, that's, that's a wrap for us for this episode, y'all, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't got any final thoughts today, Ashley. You got anything Anything left to say? Actually, yeah, I do, man. So, this, this week, you know, mark, marks 20 years from my guy, Randall Keith Orton. You know, Randy Orton, 20 years in the, in the business, you feel me, since his WWE debut back in 2002, man. It, 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 it's, it's surreal you know he's literally been one of one of the wrestlers i've seen my whole life man it, i got all his accolades listed right here 14 time world champion that's tied for third most first ever wwe world heavyweight champion youngest world heavyweight champion one time u.s champion one time intercontinental champion most matches in premium live event history two-time raw tag team champion one time smackdown tag champ one-time world champ, he's a Grand Slam champ, two-time Royal Rumble winner in 2009-2017, the 2013 Money in the Bank winner, he has the most matches in Raw history, so yeah. Shout out to my boy Randall Keith Orton, man. This nigga said he probably gonna wrestle till he about 50, I guess, so we, I'ma just continue to enjoy watching, watching him put on performances of a lifetime in the ring, man. Shout out Randy Orton. 
Shout out Randy, wrestling legend. Hey, appreciate y'all once again listening with us on the twenty four twelve pod. Go on, don't don't forget, man. Follow us all on social media platforms if you haven't already at twenty four twelve pod. Subscribe and like us on all streaming platforms. Appreciate the love. So it's your boy Jalen signing out. It's your boy Keetwan, aka Master Man. We out this thing, gang. Deuces.